Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I am so excited for today's guest. We have the amazing Chris Williams. He is a Group Nation mastermind uh, person that I am affiliated with. I've taken his mastermind um, and um, I actually got to meet him in real life in Memphis where he's from last year. So really great guy and more about him. He spends most of his time raising his five kids. Yes, I said five kids, exploring world communities and trying his hand at adventures like shark diving, ice climbing, running ultra marathons and riding electric skateboards. And to my knowledge, he has not fallen off of it yet. In his spare time, he works with entrepreneurial and business experts, speakers, coaches, and leaders, helping them market, monetize, and lead their own high-ticket mastermind or group coaching programs. As the world continues to shift, many experts are trying to build high-ticket groups for additional income, lead generation, or impact. Chris teaches experts how to generate leads, close high-ticket deals, and build strong transformational groups. He has his own digital agency, leads two masterminds of his own, and has learned many of these lessons the hard way. So sharing his journey and offering strategies is why he is here. So Chris, welcome to my pod- podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Um, and I'm, you know, as as one of your students, it's been a, an exciting adventure getting to know you. So, and I know you are really good at what you do. So here's my question that I ask all my guests to get started. What is your best tip, trick, or advice for business owners who want to scale from six to seven figures and beyond? Sophie, before I answer the question, I'm super glad to be here. Like, it's so great to hang out with you. It's not every day, folks, you you Sophie fans out there that I get to hang out with somebody on their show that's in one of our programs. And Sophie is just the coolest, best thing ever. Sophie, fun fact. Two fun facts. One, you're the only mastermind member of my masterminds that I met in person during the entire pandemic phase. Only one. Yes, yes. So that's it was right. so fun to see somebody in real life. That never happens. Second Especially fun Especially last year. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Second fun fact. Oh, I've fallen a freaking bunch off of my electric skateboards. Oh my gosh. I wear full helmet crash pads like motorcycle gear. Oh my goodness. Go fast. And when you come off, it's like, it's concrete. Uh, oh, man. Yes, we could talk skateboard failures instead of business failures at some point if you'd like to. <laughs> well, you okay. could probably find a way to relate them to business. So, you know, hey, you know, any failure can go either way, personal or business. <laughs> yeah. I guess the, the lesson there is have some sort of safety system, a backup plan, an emergency fund, something for your business. That's basically the helmet and the crash gear, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how to go from six to seven figures. Seven to eight figures. What are we going to do? There's big jumps here, right? So most of us get stuck at certain points. Now, sometimes we relate those points in dollar figures. Like a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck at that, can't quite make a hundred K, $10,000 a month mark, whatever. Sometimes it's that half million dollar mark. They're just trying to break it. Sometimes they got the half million thing, but they can't quite get to a million. This is a, what, 800, I mean, $88,000 per month. Sometimes they can't go from 1 million to 5 million. There's all these barriers that we experience. 
And truly, it's it's never about going from a dollar amount to a dollar amount. That's like the measurement that we we look at and say, like there's a if we're playing limbo and we have the little pole that's going lower and lower and lower, and they're singing a little goofy limbo song. You can say what's keeping someone from going under a lower mark in the limbo game. And that could be the measure. Or we could say, what's keeping all these people from being flexible and strong enough to be able to hit a different mark in the limbo game? It's not the pole, it's the person, right? So there's a there's a spot where we all max out. All right. And that happens for a couple different reasons. It could be because we're the bottleneck in our business and we're trying to do too much, have trouble letting go. We're more perfectionistic than we should be, stuff like that. It could be that we have a business model itself that simply isn't easily scalable. It could be that our market or our way of prospecting in our market isn't giving enough opportunity for us to be able to just have as many new clients or offer as many services as we want to. There's lots of things it could be. Now, any, making sense so far? Yes, definitely. Okay. okay. So ultimately though, as entrepreneurs, to move from one big number to the next big number, we have to identify a couple of things. Number one, we have to make sure before we even look inside and say, are we doing this right personally? We gotta make sure we're in the right spot. Are we in a market with a product or service that's actually scalable, okay? For instance, if we're doing one-on-one -on -one consulting and the per like an attorney, the person we're talking to wants to talk to me, the attorney, I'm not an attorney, but let's say I'm an attorney. The client wants to talk to me, the attorney, all right? There's only so much I can do as an attorney to increase my level of income. I can work more hours or I can charge more per hour, okay? It's not a very scalable model. The next version as an attorney, let's say, let's keep using that analogy. The next version as an attorney that I could do to really turn up my income level would be to start a law firm. And so now I'm selling hours that other attorneys are having to fill. And I'm getting to keep a little bit of the profit from each of those hours. So I'm able to have 20 attorneys working under me. And all of a sudden now I'm getting a scalable model. So I've removed myself from the time bottleneck. It's a simple, oh, I see how we could make this more scalable. Right. If we're doing done for you services like marketing or um, dry cleaning, it's a service we're providing for someone else. And we can hire team members and systems to do that work. We can go out and sell it and prospect it. They can do the work. That's pretty scalable. We're doing one-on-one, right. -on -one, burning our hours, selling our hours, not very scalable. If we're selling other people's hours, yes, it's scalable. The thing keeps coming back to, where am I, the entrepreneur, the bottleneck? So let's take this one step farther. The easiest, fastest, simplest way to take an entrepreneur and help them scale up that income from six to seven figures, seven to eight figures, wherever the jump has to be, is to figure out a simple scalable model. For most entrepreneurs, if you're already doing work and you got clients coming in, you're trying to make that big jump. It's your information, your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience that people actually want. They're not hiring you to build a website. They're not hiring you to do their, their ironing at a dry cleaning shop. They're not hiring you um, like they would an attorney to give them legal advice. They actually, they actually want 
your expertise to keep them from tripping up. They want the end result of what your tool or product or service does. So if you can get your information out to a collective of people at one time, you can scale information at an infinite level. And it just becomes a mechanics issue then. So if I can say, hey, I'm an expert at this thing. I've already built this business. People keep asking me, hey, Sophie, how'd you build your business? If they're asking you that, Sophie, then you could sell that information in a scalable way. If they're saying, I'll keep using you, Sophie, as an example. Sophie's amazing at building systems and teams and amazing at helping entrepreneurs that are super busy, have the headaches of running businesses actually take all that off their plate. If they want that from you, Sophie, they can have your team do it. If they want to learn how to do it and have their team structure it, they could hire you to consult them and their team to set them free. That's extremely scalable. Does that kind of make sense? Like that initial step? Yeah, that makes absolute sense because the business model has to be scalable before the person can be scalable because it all, it does boil down to your business model. Cause if, if it's all one-on-one -on -one services, that is very limiting. You've got to make, figure out the model that's going to scale and allow you to do to do more, but do less and make more mm -hmm. money. Absolutely, yeah. it makes sense. If I'm if I have a let's say I own a Toyota Prius, which I do, and a Lamborghini, which I don't. Okay, <laughs> but let's say I own both. Right. If I own the Prius and the Lamborghini, and you happen to be a race car driver. I can put you in the Prius and you can do your very best, but you're not going to be the problem. It's going to be the machine. Right. If I put you in the Lamborghini, you're going to go around the track pretty quickly. Yep. Now to make that really scalable and set you off on an insanely cool racing career, I got to get you in the formula one Lamborghini branded car. And I got to get you a pit crew and I got to let you start doing laps. That's simply a form and function thing. I found the race car driver. I just need to get this race car driver in the right market, in the right product, and with the right support structure. So, so really selling and growing and making that next step. Again, let's go back to the, what we were talking about originally. Number one, we got to make sure is the product or service I'm offering to my, my market. Forget is your market, like how are you marketing to them? Forget all that for a second. Is the product or service I'm marketing something that if there were enough people knocking at the door saying, I want that, that it would scale and I could get out of the way and let it grow. If you got something like that in front of you, then it just comes down to, okay, how do I get in front of enough people? And how do I build a system and a team that can help me bring enough people into the ecosystem? That's really functional work. And it's very like doable work. Once you identify the right scalable model. Yes, very good. I love that. And I love that you bring in the other aspects of it too. the, you know, the team building, the system building, and, you know, and then, you know, it's, you got to have the, the model first, the product or service that's scalable. And then you consider the rest of it, the marketing, the audience, the team to, to support you, support the clients and, and, and that whole picture, the systems, and, and even, you know, I would imagine the technology that helps you do those things in your business as well. Because if you're trying to do everything from scratch without much tech and much, much of that online stuff that everybody needs in the new, you know, our online world, you know, it was there before COVID, but COVID made it even bigger. 
So I love that you've, you, you start at the, the center, basically that product or service, that business model that's got to be scalable and then go from there. So what would you say are some of the business models that are that scalable thing to make sure my listeners are, you know, like, oh, well, I do this. Oh, that doesn't sound like that's very scalable. So what could they be doing if they aren't doing something that's scalable? Okay, great question. Let me flip it backwards and then I'll flip it back forwards. So the backwards way to ask that is what is the thing that keeps something from being scalable? It's me. It's me, the entrepreneur. If, if the workflow, the delivery, the marketing or the selling. So I'm, I'm finding a cold prospect, marketing them into our system, selling them and then delivering the work, right? That's the, it's marketing sales and delivery. That's, that's it. Right. Right. If I am the only critical piece that can fulfill any of those three roles, then we have ourselves a problem. Okay. So I got to look at my business model. And again, if I'm selling my time one-on-one just by the hour, like an attorney, then the ultimate delivery is the first thing to look at. Is that deliverable only me? If so, I might need to rethink that business model completely. Should I run a legal firm? How do I scale? I got to get myself out of burn an hour to make a buck, burn an hour to make two bucks. Want to charge three bucks an hour? Awesome. Just tripled your income. Cool. How far can you go in your market? It's going to cap out. Okay. Right. I got to look at that first. Am I the, am I the bottleneck in the deliverables? Then let's talk about sales and prospecting. Typically for many of us, we can see, okay, I have a done for you business, or I have a marketing business, or I'm an expert, a consultant, a speaker, an author, coach, something like that. And I make, let's say I'm a speaker. I make, I make 20,000 bucks on a stage presentation plus commissions. If I sell something cool, how many of those can you do in a year? Well, it's scalable, not by number of stages you can be on. The scalability there comes by how many people are in the seats and what percentage can you close and can your income scale up? How do I, how do I grow my info expert business model if I'm a stage speaker in a way that lets me bring an infinite number of people through my process using technology, using podcast, using social media accounts, whatever. How do I scale that where I don't have to show up on a stage? I remove myself from the bottleneck. I can still teach on stage 10 times a year, but I got to be able to scale it when I'm not teaching. That deliverable has to be there. For a lot of us, we're the salesperson. That's the hardest thing actually to hand off. How do I close the deal? It's hard to teach somebody that's hard to trust somebody to do that. Leave that one for now. Let's go to prospecting. It's super duper easy to prospect organically or with paid traffic on podcast, on social media, in lots of different areas from a paid or free standpoint, it's easy to prospect and not be the one doing the work. It's easy to have a team member run scripts and reach out and find people and start conversations and bring people into your ecosystem, not even using bots and bring in a hundred times more than you could ever do alone that can get onto your sales calendar. And then you can have yourself and a team do some of the delivery. If you can free up delivery, and you can free up prospecting, meaning somebody else can help you with both of those. Even if you're stuck in the middle and still selling, if that's the first stage you get to, that sales piece, as you increase your rates and you sell higher and higher ticket, is pretty easy to scale without it overcoming your time. 
Delivery takes most of your time and prospecting takes most of your time. If you look at our calendars, most of us aren't spending most of our time with real sales calls. We're spending most of our time executing and prospecting. Those two things happen to be super easy to let go of if we can trust our teams. I love that. Now, one final question that, that plays off of that. If we don't have a team already, you're that one person doing all wearing all three of those hats. Where do you go first for building that team? Do you go to the prospecting piece first or do you do you go to the delivery piece first? I mean, you kind of said you you get the delivery off your your but do you is it easy which is it easier to actually get like someone to prospect for you first or is it easier to get the delivery off because I know in all the years I've been doing this getting the deliverables off my plate is really hard to do for very many reasons. I mean, some, you know, some of it's the whole, I'm the only one that can do it. Or, you know, it's just like, are they expecting me to do it? They don't want to talk to my team. They don't want somebody on my, they want me, the the person that they're expecting to get. So do you, is that, is it just a, you take a, like a leap of faith and just say, I'm going to do it. I'm going get to get the team to deliver. And the clients are just going to have to be okay with me not being that one in the middle of it all. How do you approach that? Okay, so delivery versus prospecting, and you nailed it on the head. The first thing you said, and and everything you said after that. How do I? It's how do I let go of this? Can I can I trust someone to do this as good as me? Now, that's prospecting or delivery. For most of us as entrepreneurs, we got into our entrepreneurial game because we had a passion or an interest, or we were just good at doing something. So people started paying us to deliver. They called us. We were like, you want to pay me to do that? Really? You'll, you'll pay for that? Okay, I'll do it. And all of a sudden you got paid to deliver. You didn't have to prospect. It happened. So we start usually by delivering. That delivery piece, if what you do, for all of us hanging out with Sophie on her show, if what you do is relatively easy to train somebody else to do, then go ahead and try to train somebody else to do it, right? Or hire somebody that's already got an existing team who can just plug and play and get the workflow done for you. Now, you might say, Chris, that's super cool. Would love to find somebody, an agency or somebody who can do all that work. Sophie's agency does that kind of stuff. It's amazing to watch her team work. But you might say, Chris, how can I afford that? I, I can't afford Sophie and her team. Okay, then we start with the other side first. You keep delivering, but have somebody help you prospect. Because if you can bring in 100 new leads in the next month or two that are qualified and have had a basic conversation and a relationship built under your name, and you can work with that for a minute, then you're going to have 10 or 20 new opportunities to sell a couple of new clients. And then you're going to be like, oh no, I just sold three new clients. What about the delivery? Then you can step up that level again and hire a little more help to help you with the delivery. But you can prepay for that delivery by starting with the prospecting side. So Sophie, in my mind, it kind of depends on where somebody's at from a cash flow standpoint. If you got cash flow, and you're strong there and you're like, I need help getting the work done. Start, start handing it off, train somebody internally. Or if you don't want to mess with all the HR hiring and firing, call somebody like Sophie and hand it off. If you don't have the cash flow, but you need a few more clients and you're just like, I got to start somewhere with a little bit of cash, a little bit of help, then hire somebody or call somebody like Sophie to figure out how do I get the prospecting coming in real quick, sell a few deals and then grow the cash flow with the team you're working with. You made a few more deals, got a little more cash flow, let's buy a few more hours. That's that's how I've done it personally and that's how 
Sophie, you've been in our mastermind. You know, that's a, you see a lot of our members do the same thing. They, they buy somebody's block of time and they get a little help prospecting. They add a few more clients. They take part of that new revenue to buy a few more hours to help a little more prospecting and or delivery. And they just keep climbing that ladder until they build something sustainable and you can kind of start letting go and watching it work by itself. Awesome. I love that. And that that is really good advice because you do have to look at, you know, can you actually handle a little bit of extra delivery if you get those prospecting people to do the prospecting and bring in those hot leads that you can convert? And then it's like, okay, I've got that revenue in the door. So let me grab, let me go get that team that's going to start delivering. And it just becomes this nice little step ladder up the, up the way. And it becomes more it gets easier to do and grows on a very organic, holistic way. You're not like, oh my God, I just sold 10 clients and I can't deliver them all. And I got to try to figure out how to get three new team members in here. You can, if you're, you, you do have to be careful with it. You can't just go, oh, I've got this great prospector here and you're closing 10 sales and go, oh wait, that was a little too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I've heard- <laughs> I love that you you specifically said you got to go a little bit at a time on each end of it. Don't go, okay, here's my prospector. Oh, here's a ton of clients. Oh, crap. I'm stuck because I can't deliver all of that right now. So mm-hmm. I love that. And of course, I love, you know, you know, I love your mindset. I love the way you think and work. And I mean, obviously, that's why I was in your mastermind and, and learned great things from you and taking my agency to bigger and better levels because of you. So, well, that being said... Tell my people how they can find you, learn more about you, and see if you and what you offer is a fit for them. Well, you can go to groupcoachnation.com. And and here's what we've done at Group Coach Nation. Groupcoachnation.com again. Here's the point of this. Just like we talked about with systems and people, everybody in groupcoachnation.com is an expert. Maybe a coach, an author, a speaker, a consultant, a done-for-you expert, but they're trying to leverage that expertise and turn it into a scalable income producing model. So we teach you how to build high ticket info products. And we're really focused on that group coaching and mastermind space, not just selling an e-course. You got to start with a mastermind that creates an e-course. If you want an e-course, fine. You still got to start with a mastermind. That's how, if you don't understand, go to Group Coach Nation and read all about it. We'll show you how how the process works. But ultimately, every step we take there is a small baby step of here's a system, here's a process, here's how you can run it yourself or hire somebody for a few hours to get that done. Like here's the little baby steps. We're going to climb this ladder together. We have it all broken down to beginner, advanced, and pro sections. You'll find your space there. You'll, you'll be able to identify, okay, here's who I am now. Here's what I should do next. That's the goal. The big thing we want to make sure everybody does is you can move the needle from that six to seven figure, seven to eight figure, eight to nine figure, nine to 10 figures. I don't even know. What's a 10 figure number? I don't know. Um, You can move all these numbers forward. But again, remember, it's first being clear. Identify. Are you in the right space? Do you have a scalable thing? If you do, then let's create a system, a little process around it and run it in baby steps so you can fund it as you build it. So important to build things as they're being sold and funded. That's what we talk about at Group Coach Nation. So, Sophie, that's that's where people should go. GroupCoachNation.com. Okay, okay, awesome. Well, Chris, this has been fun as always, because when we get together, we always have fun. 
but it's been very great for my listeners because I know the group coaching and the group um, mastermind thing is, is something that's really a good thing for almost any business. And it's so scalable and so doable. And I love that you're now offering a beginner level. If they don't have that thing that they can scale, they can go, well, I'll go see Chris at Group Coach Nation and I'll they'll help me develop a thing that is uh, scalable and I can go from there. So I love that you've broken it down and really advanced what you guys are doing over there. So Everybody on Build Your Empire World, that is a wrap for today. Chris, thanks for being on my podcast. I look forward to sharing you with everybody. And until next week, guys, I will see you then. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.